This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 375 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. We're here. We're queer. Apples. <laughs> what? All right. Uh, and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan. Uh, the views of Aubrey Litchfield do not reflect the views of all of the co-hosts of So Wizard Podcast or its affiliates. Thank you. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a little bit of news to talk about, including our first look at Resident Evil. Colon. Welcome to Raccoon City. And then we've got our full season review of Disney Plus Marvel Studios. What if? Dot, 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 question mark. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Marcellus Reagans, how are you? I am doing pretty good. I'm doing all right. I finally recovered from working at the Big E. Uh, it took me a few days. Uh, I spent a lot of that time in bed watching a TV show about an octopus playing a, a game. That's what I've been doing this past week. Not a lot. Oh, I, of... <laughs> I see you went to the same hentai sale booth that, uh, <laughs> at the con that I went to. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to be really productive this week. Turns out that was a lie. But I did get a lot of sleep. I realized that I really love sleep. That's probably one of my second favorite things to do. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm nice and rested for this week's episode. All right. Well, that is good to hear. Aubrey Litchfield, you are the queen of all nerds. And how the hell are you? Um, I'm alive. Are you sure? Barely. <laughs> I'm existing. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, I hear you're the shining light of uh, podcast movie reviews. So, uh, apparently, it's I don't know how, and I I don't know what human would believe that, but I'll I'll take it. Sweet. Well, it's good to hear that you're you're live. You're ready to do your part. So, rock and roll. Somebody's got to hate everything. <laughs> right, and Joey, how are you doing this week, dude? Oh my God. Well. I have much to discuss. I am exhausted, first of all. Let's just get that out of the way. I am a mess right now. Um, as we talked about last episode, I went to the Big E with my wife, and we shot, we saw the band Styx, and it was pouring rain, so I stood in the rain for six hours basically that day. Um, I got a sniffly cold that I had all week and worked, and then Thursday... Myself uh, and my friends Derek and Eddie Diesel went to New York Comic Con. It was back after a year off last year, New York Comic Con. We went for just Thursday. And uh, let me tell you guys, uh, I broke my own rule to start. So uh, we've discussed this on the show. We didn't get press passes this year. I'm not going like, to dwell on it <laughs> and my anger about it. But um, So it was kind of last minute when we threw together going. 
and we were hemming and hawing. Did we want to go? Did we not want to go? Do we want to do this? So we're like, fuck it, we're going to go. Um, I broke my own rules. So the last few years, what we've been doing is the show starts Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yep. We get into the city on Wednesday so that we're already there and we sleep over and we get a good night's sleep and we can just get up and roll into the con the next day and you're not exhausted and a mess. We didn't do that this year. No. <laughs> I got up at 4.30 in the morning, uh, got myself cleaned up and packed up and headed over to Derek's house. Then we headed out to New York City. Uh, we got into the city around like 10 o'clock, got to the hotel, got checked in and settled. Uh, the hotel was this place called Arlo Midtown. It looked like um, a millennial had been hit by lightning and morphed into a hotel. <laughs> Okay. That's the best way I can describe it. It was super hipster. Um, I felt really old being there. I got to be honest with you. I am really old, but I felt really old being there. And everybody there was like, like they just walked out of like um, the most popular TikToks or something. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it other than it was super hipster, like, um, and and like technologically uh, advanced. It was, it was like the complete polar opposite of where we stayed that time uh, in 2019. Dude, that hotel, in, the thing that I remember about that hotel is that when you got off the elevator, our room was literally right there. Like, it was about three inches away from the elevator door. <laughs> I also remember there was no food at the hotel that we stayed at in 2019, except, like, a, a, a rusty, like, open can of beans. <laughs> it's, like, just sitting somewhere. <laughs> like, is that the continental breakfast? <laughs> The uh, so this place was crazy and like you go to the elevator and you don't hit a button like you you normally walk up to an elevator you hit up right, right, and, right. okay I'm gonna go up no you walk over to the elevator and you scan your card for your room and there's like seven elevators in a row there and it tells you uh, elevator P seven will take you to your floor and then when you get in that elevator it there's no buttons to push it just does it automatically whoa that's some Star Trek shit. That's how the whole thing was. Uh, it was really nice, though. It was really nice. We had a good time um, at the show. We walked over to the con after that. Um, the big scare, of course, was with the COVID stuff going on. Um, you had to be vaccinated and you had to have proof. They have an app that they were using. So I, I downloaded the app. I got myself registered. And then I brought my Vax card, too, just to be safe. Um, it literally took 30 seconds to get in. <laughs> nice. Like, I didn't bring a bag. Because I was not planning on blowing any ungodly amounts of money at the con or anything. And there weren't any people I had to get autographs from and prints I'd have to be carrying around. So I didn't feel the need to bring a backpack. So I didn't even have to go through that line. I walked to the metal detector. The guy scanned my badge um, and it pops green, meaning, you know, I, I was allowed to go in that day. Then the next guy down the line was like, oh, do you have your clear app or your, pa- or your vaccination um, documents? And I showed him the app. He scanned the QR code, gave me a wristband that they put on like super tight. Um, it was so tight. I, I couldn't get it off when we got back to the hotel. <laughs> I had to go to the desk and ask them for scissors. But yeah, then we went in. And, and the crazy thing about it this year was they had cut the capacity. And it felt like like 2013 New York Comic Con Thursday. Like We used to love to go on Thursdays because it was so slow. There weren't a ton of people there yet. It wasn't crazy. You could walk around and enjoy yourself. And it was like... Like that, again, it, it didn't feel like there were a ton of people there. Were there a ton of people there? Yeah, of course, I'm sure there were. But between the expansions being done in the Javits and just the reduced capacity, it was way more open. Um, the bad thing was that a lot of vendors weren't there. 
So you and Aubrey, I'm sure remember like like Aubrey, you like tore it up at the Bandai booth. Remember that? Yeah, they still email me. <laughs> they were there, but they didn't have a store. That's weird. They just had a booth. So they set up their booth and it was all in clo- <laughs> like things you could look at and closed in glass and they like left. <laughs> There's no one working there. Um, most of the big companies weren't there. So no Marvel, no DC, no Konami, no Capcom, like most of the no Funko. So those giant, huge booths that take up like a huge space to the floor and cause giant log jams of people weren't there. So that I, I missed those booths. I'm not going to be. Uh, dishonest about it. I missed those booths and not Funko, but the other ones, <laughs> I missed that stuff. Cause it was, they were cool booths to look at and see the stuff in them. But at the same time, I didn't miss the clusterfuck of people. So we were able to walk up and down every, every row in the show floor and see everything, browse everything, see if we wanted to buy stuff. We went down to artist alley. We did the same thing. We were able to go up and down. You could go to tables. You could talk to people at the tables. You could peruse their stuff. I saw so much stuff, Mark, that you would have blown money on. Oh, good. <laughs> it was a good thing I didn't go in. <laughs> right. And uh, Chrissy Zulo was there, too. We saw her. Um, and uh, I, Mark, Derek was eyeing uh, the Black Panther one. Oh, the one that, that I got? bought from her the earlier. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, Mark has that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, for some reason, I did not run into um, Keith Gleason, who I know had a table there. And we must have walked by him at some point, but I just didn't see it. So I don't know. I must have been distracted. It was nothing personal. I did um, meet up. So I, I was not there in an official podcast capacity. So I was very grouchy about that and was like laying low. Um, but I did meet up with uh, the guys from Three Fat Nerds and Ocho Duro Parloy Hour for a little bit. Just to touch base, see how they were doing. And then uh, I met up with Dave from Superhero Speak for a few minutes as well to see how he was doing. So it was cool to see some people we know. I don't have any exciting, crazy stories. I didn't go to any panels. And like I said, I was only there Thursday, so we didn't get to see the Ghostbusters panel or the wrestling panel or um, the boys or anything like that. Because those were all, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday stuff. But I I had a really good time. I had a good time. You know, the next morning (laughs) we, we left, we went back to the hotel. And I was just telling you guys this off podcast, but like we used to go to these cons like the Wizard World Philly. You remember Wizard World Philly, Mark Ellis? Oh, yeah, I remember that well. You know, me, you, Tom, Derek, uh, I don't even remember half the people that went with us, uh, Aaron Wood, and we just rage for like five days. You <laughs> just get like four hours sleep for five days. I, I have no idea. I could never do that now. We got back to the hotel. Me and Derek were like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it took all our effort to even like try to leave to go get food. Um, we went and grabbed some food real quick and went back to the hotel and went back to bed. I was in bed by like quarter and nine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, we got up the next morning. We went to a shop uh, on Broadway uh, called Forbidden Planet where I picked up some stuff for the kids and uh, and we drove home. And that was it. That was that was my exciting uh, trip to New York Comic Con, which is not as exciting as it sounds <laughs> probably to you. But I did have a good time. Um, you know, looking forward to going back next year. We've already got the hotel booked. So next up is uh, Rhode Island. That's our last show of the year coming up in November. Me and Adam will be there as press and we'll be tearing it up, getting you lots of content. But uh, enough about us, man. Let's talk about us. Why don't you uh, tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard podcast, Mark Ellis? All right. So everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, You'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. 
Uh, you will find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the So Wizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions and interviews uh, we have a patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show shout out to all of our podcasting family in the geek world all-stars podcast and network back to you joey I think we just need an Excelsior. Excelsior! No, that's not good. Excelsior! Fucking fantastic. All right, Mark Ellis, we've got some news to discuss, so let's do it. Let's drop the drop, and let's talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in Nerdy News, we got a look at a trailer for a movie that we had discussed before. Uh, it's, I don't know, I guess you can call it a reboot. Uh, they are making another version of Resident Evil. Uh, this one is called Resident Evil, Let There Be Raccoons. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Resident uh, V Evil, Dawn of Raccoon. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this one, uh, they released a trailer this week. And we got to look at it. Uh, it had it looks very glossy, very fancy. Uh, it doesn't quite look like the other movies that came before it, at least not to me. But you know, I'm not a big Resident Evil fan, so I'm not really sure like what I should have been looking for. We did get a good look at footage from the upcoming movie. So, uh, what did you guys think of the trailer? Let's start with our resident video game adaptation expert, Aubrey. I don't really care. I think it looks boring. I don't want to see it anyway. I know I'm going to have to, but it looks like trash. No, Aubrey, I, I think this one, we we you might be able to skip this one. Uh, so. Oh, no. Wait, hold on. I just, hold on. I just got something in my ear. Hold on. Well, I'm afraid I've got <laughs> some bad news. Uh, nope. Uh, it sounds like from corporate that, uh, yes, you will have to go see this. Sorry. Ooh. That's straight from the uh, So Wizard Podcast HR department. <laughs> all right, so nothing in the uh, in the trailer excited you at all, Aubrey? No. Okay, all right. Uh, Joy, what about you? I know that you are a big Resident Evil fan, uh, and this looks like a big budget adaptation of the video game. So, what do you think of this trailer? Oh man, yeah. You know when like you're like you were a kid and you're like, man, I really wish they'd make some more Star Wars movies. Sure. And then they did, and they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, man, I really wish uh, they do this and that and you get your wish and it's bad. So for God, uh, I don't even know how long it's been. What, uh, 20 years, 18 years. I've been bitching and moaning about Mila Jovovich, uh Resident Evil movies that they don't follow the video games and fuck these movies, blah, blah, blah. 
and all I want was an adaptation of the the games. And it looks like my wish was granted. Unfortunately, I wished on the monkey's paw because this looks like ass. It looks like a porno. (laughs) I didn't get that at all. The the costumes and the sets look like this ain't Raccoon City XXX. (laughs) 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 It looks like porn. I don't know what to tell you. Um, it, It just looks bad. Like. I, I don't understand in a world where movies like Alien um, or Aliens exists and stuff like that. Why a, a group of uh, a paramilitary police organization fighting uh, zombies and monsters trapped inside a mansion is so hard a movie to make. But apparently it is. Uh, we're now, what, seven movies in? I, I, I want this to be good. I really do. I love the first Let's say five games. So Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, 4 and Code Veronica are fantastic. I love survival horror type stuff right up my alley. But man, I got to tell you, just looks like shit. Um, A lot of the storylines don't make sense. Like, you know, Jill shouldn't know about Umbrella before she uncovers things about Umbrella. And, you know, why is Leon there before they go to the mansion? Like, just once again, it, it, it doesn't seem like... Like it's it's right. Like it doesn't seem like it's gonna work. I, I don't have a problem with a low budget. The costumes look all right. Like I said, it kind of looks like porn, but I, it just didn't look good, man. It, it just looked whack. I got my fingers crossed. I'm not expecting this to be fucking Citizen Kane, but you know I do love the franchise a lot, so I'd like to see it at least be good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm obviously we're gonna go see it. We're gonna do it on this podcast. I just my hopes and my dreams are are all crushed, and my expectations are very low. <laughs> So it's a lot like how my wife feels every day. <laughs> well, that might be a good place to keep your expectations for this. Um, I am not, like I said, I'm not a fan of the video game, so I don't really know what story I should be pissed that they're screwing up. But it does have uh, Chaos Scottolario from ah. Crawl, and it has yeah. Hannah John Kamen, uh ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp. So just that those two alone, I'm, you, they got my money right there. Uh, I don't care what they're doing. But it's coming out November 24th. Uh, you know, I will say the CG dogs in this one look just as bad as they did in the uh, Mila Jojovich movie. That's so, right. Um, I'm like, <laughs> it's nostalgia. <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, we have the technology to make good CG zombie dogs, but eh, let's just throw it back. Let's just keep it the same. So, um, yeah, I... We'll, we'll see. November 24th, we will be at the movies checking out Resident Evil Escape from Raccoon City. Escape from Raccoon Apocalypse. Welcome to Raccoon City. All right. Okay. So then speaking of adaptations that no one really asked for, uh, we saw we got another trailer for another show that we talked about before, uh, Game of Thrones. They are getting a prequel. Uh, this one, Game of Thrones House of the Dragon. Uh, that one is a TV show. It's going to be a prequel set 200 years before the TV show. Uh, I remember Game of Thrones was like a huge monster hit. Even up until the last year, I remember like the first half of uh, the last season, people were still all about it. And then the wheels just kind of fell off, I guess, towards the end. But everyone wants that next Game of Thrones, including the creators of Game of Thrones. So we got to look at the trailer of the prequel. What did you think of Game of Thrones? House of the Dragon. Let's go back to Joey. Um, 
I don't know. It, everything looks good. Everything looks right. Um, there was nothing in the trailer that jumped out and said, oh, my God, what is this? And, and there really wasn't anything that grabbed me and, and demanded I watch um, House of a Thousand Dragons. But Game of Thrones season eight cut me deep, man. It cut me deep. So I'm just like, eh, can't, it's hard to get excited. You know, it's, it's like it's like how I felt almost leading up to the Mandalorian having watched Rise of Skywalker. Wow. Why you got to throw my movie under the bus like that? I, 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 I said that on purpose. I've been saving that all day for you. Um, it, it just, I, the last season, maybe season and a half of Game of Thrones were so bad that uh, it's just soured me on the franchise. And I'm, I know I'm not the only person. I work at a place for my second job that's both hot and topical and focused on you know franchises pop culture having its finger on the pulse of pop culture and uh game of thrones the second the finale ended mm-hmm. completely died like done dead don't get any merchandise and don't carry it don't get requests for it wow yeah so they they really screwed the pooch uh, on this one and, and maybe you know maybe this is a course correct uh we'll see I- i'll watch it i'll at least give it you know, two or three episodes. That's, that's fair enough for me. I feel like that's fair enough for how bad they hurt me in the past, but um, I, I can't pretend I'm excited about anything that says game of Thrones colon on it. You know? Gotcha. All right. Arby, what about you? Did you take a look at the trailer and how do you feel about a game of Thrones prequel coming? So, I mean, I've read the book and I haven't finished it, but like the books are really dense. So I've been reading it since it came out, but I've been reading it on and off Sounds somewhat of a good idea of what they're going to show. I'm excited to see more dragons in it. But honestly, the last season was really difficult. So I don't know if I trust them to put out something that I want to see, really. All right. All right. I I like the fact that uh, that you are reading the books and that there's probably a lot more dragons, I would imagine, in, in the earlier times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there is because it mostly deals with the Targaryens. So, yeah. they I know in the in the in the book that it's referencing, like there's at least three dragons right off the bat. So, if anything, you know, if the story isn't up to par, at least there'll be some big dragons in there. Let there be dragons. That should at least hopefully get some. Uh, if it doesn't bring in the the original fans of Game of Thrones, then maybe that'll bring in some new people. You know, maybe. Maybe uh, maybe hell maybe I'll even watch it. They didn't give a date for it yet. Twenty twenty two is the year, uh, and it will be on HBO Max, another one of their uh, their big shows. All right. So then, the last bit of news, I just wanted to get you guys' opinion on uh, something that isn't official yet. It hasn't been announced, but it looks like it's in the works. Uh, Agatha uh, from uh, WandaVision it looks like she's getting her own TV show. Uh, right now, they're at the beginning of development, and you know, they really enjoyed working with the actress Catherine Hahn, and it looks like she will be getting her own Disney Plus TV show. And uh, at first, I'm like, that seems kind of weird. But then I, you think about Loki. Loki is a villain that, you know, got his own TV show, and it was pretty good. So, yeah, what do you guys think of uh, Agatha all along TV show spinoff from WandaVision? Let's go back to Aubrey. I like Catherine Hahn, but I don't really know how they're going to make a show interesting. Like I, don't, I don't know if I really care about a show. Okay. All right. I think the the, the prequel scene that they had during the show that uh, show like all of the witches with her, I thought that was pretty interesting. So yeah, I, I think if they kept it like very witchcraft based, I think it'd be, it might be kind of cool. 
Joy, what about you, dude? How do you feel about an Agatha all along TV show? Um, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as, as Aubrey. Like I loved her in WandaVision. I love the character. Um, I just, I don't know what you do with her that would necessitate her having her own show and what that form that even takes. But that's why, you know, people at Marvel get paid the big bucks and I just sit here and watch them and talk about them. So hopefully they have something figured out. I mean, when, when we last saw Agatha, um, she had been trapped in living as a, uh, housewife, <laughs> Right. In 19 or sorry, it's 2026 now in uh, Marvel time. So, uh, yeah, she was trapped just living a normal life. So maybe it's about her breaking out of that, like a reverse WandaVision. I don't know. But there, there's plenty to do there with that character. She was great as an actress. So I, I'm excited to see what they do with it. But, man, it could go wrong real bad. So. Well, we had no idea what they would do for There's it. a reason why there was like 30 seasons of Happy Days and only one season of Joni Loves Chachi, okay? <laughs> what? I thought there was more than one. Se- no, there was more than one season of Joni Loves Chachi. I think uh, anyone out there in podcast land, please back me up. Yeah, when they announced the Loki show, there wasn't a lot of ideas where, where people thought that that would go. And that turned out to be one of their most popular shows. So I'm sure they have a good idea of what they're going to do, hopefully. Uh, no date for that yet. They actually even haven't officially announced it, but like I said, it is, it is in development. Uh, Catherine Hahn, uh, I believe she's signed to a multiple project contract, so she'll be getting her own TV show plus a few appearances and other things. Yeah. I've heard all sorts of rumors swirling around that like she's supposed to be in Thunderbolts and she's supposed to be in this and dark Avengers and that, and this. So they're, they're, they're definitely doing something with her. I just hope whatever they do doesn't suck. Uh, all right, so that's it. That is all I got for the news for this week. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk all about What If. Calling all New England toy record and collectible fans, the Bristol County Toy and Record Show is returning Saturday, December 11th at the District Center of the Arts, 15 Court Street, Tom, Massachusetts, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Tickets are only $3 at the door, An early bird admission is $10 at 9 a.m., where you are able to get the first picks of the day. There will be a concert the night of the event to be determined, and tickets will be sold separately, but you do not want to miss out. There will be over 30 of New England's best toy record and collectible vendors selling Star Wars, G.I. Joe, WWE, Transformers, vintage toys, and vinyl records, music memorabilia, and a whole stage full of Kiss memorabilia. For more updates, please follow and like us on Facebook at Bristol County Tour and Record Show for more info. See you guys there. You don't want to miss it. Welcome to Rhode Island Comic Con 2021 presented by Cardi's Furniture and Mattresses. November 5th, 6th, and 7th at the Dunkin' Donuts Center and Rhode Island Convention Center. Come back together with amazing cast reunions from Cobra Kai. The Mandalorian, The Boys, and Clerks. With a special Friday evening appearance by the one and only Kevin Smith. Catch up with artists, wrestlers, vendors, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at all Toy Vault locations or online at www.ricomicon.com. And we are back. All right, guys. Marvel Studios presents What If on Disney Plus, an animated Marvel Cinematic Universe television series. Nine episodes aired in season one. We're going to talk all about it. So ponder the question, Aubrey. What is what if about? Uh, if 
certain things happened in the show that didn't or the movie that didn't actually happen. All right. So as always, we're going to go non-spoiler to start and we'll give our impressions and then we will play the sound drop letting you know we're going to be spoiling it. If you haven't finished the season yet or you haven't even started it yet, you'll at least know what we thought without ruining anything and you can bounce. The rest of you stick around. We're going to talk a little more about it. So to get started, what did you think of What If Markellis Reagans? Well, you know, I actually watched the whole show twice, um, all of the episodes twice. Uh, the first time I watched them, and each episode is probably about like 30 minutes or so. Uh, the first time I watched it, I just, I wasn't really like paying that much attention to it. I just watched it as it was. Uh, you know, it's like a half an hour, some cartoon, whatever. And then, you know, I, I went about my day. Um, and then it, I watched it again and I, you know, I was able to like pay a little bit closer attention. And it, I thought the episodes were really good. I think they really work the second time around once you... Or at least once I got a, an idea of what the show was really about, uh, I think it works. It worked a lot better for me the second time around. So yeah, I think the episodes are fantastic, ex- especially if you are a big fan of the movies. Okay, all right, uh, Aubrey, what about you? Um, animated stuff is not a hundred percent my favorite, so it's a little bit tough for me to get into i mean they're okay but it's not like wow this is so phenomenal i can't believe i just watched this kind of thing okay well doesn't that's that's not a bad thing but it's not you're not doing backflips around the house is what you're saying yeah all right all right so uh when you when you're talking about it being animated aubrey that actually that actually cut out two of the four people that watched the uh, show weekly with us uh, for all this Marvel stuff. Jen and Janine both tapped out after one episode. Wow. Uh, Jen says, I don't want to watch any animated stuff. Not my thing. And Janine was just like, nah, me and Colin stuck it all the way out though. So don't they realize we're cool. Don't they realize that anime is an important part of our culture. Anime is an important part of our culture. It's not anime though. (laughs) It's just a cartoon. Hey, it's it's, trying to say the clone wars is anime. (laughs) It's animation Instead of looking like the Christmas light with Star Wars music. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, yeah, you're right. It's not anime, but it's still animation. I don't. Can you All count right. the Christmas light as being an even animation? I don't even think so. <laughs> it was something. I don't know. Um, sorry. Completely unrelated to what we're talking about. But at New York Comic Con, they had a bunch of Power Rangers there. And the black original black Power Ranger, Walter Jones, was there. His line was not big. Um, if I had a ton of extra money to blow, I probably would have got his autograph because I do love Power Rangers. The first season, first two seasons, I guess. I really wanted to ask him about fucking Rhapsody Street. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> I really wanted to, but I did not because I wasn't going to wait in the line for that and possibly get thrown out of the show. <laughs> anyway, um, I think that's just the nature of a show that's an anthology. You know, I like watching it. I'd sit down and watch it every week when it came on, but at the end of each episode, I have to make a decision how I felt about that individual episode, not almost how I felt about it overarching because for seven of the nine episodes, it doesn't tie together really. I mean, it kind of does, but it doesn't. So you're really just taking them uh, each on their own. So there were some really good ones. There were some meh ones and there were some shitty ones um, in my own opinion. And it was just kind of up and down. So you never knew what you're getting each week. Will I watch more of it? Of course I will. Did I like it? Yes, I did. 
Um, are all the episodes great? And I'm going to sit here giving you a glowing uh, five out of five review for it. No. So um, let's say we got some, you know, mild thumbs up and thumbs in the middle. So no one here is telling you not to watch What If if you haven't seen it. But uh, then you can leave and go check it out. And the rest of you stick around because now we're going to spoil it. Uh, Markellis, drop that drop and let's spoil What If. What's the spoiler? Yeah, Here's the spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right. So, as always, we're going to start with things we liked. Marcellus, what are things that you liked about What If? The shows are really funny. Like, I don't know why the humor didn't really hit me the first time I watched it, but the second time, it's very jokey. Like, there's a lot of jokes in, like, every single episode that I, that, um, I, I really enjoyed. I like the animation style. It's it's very cool that, well, in some aspects, that Disney owns Marvel now because they have access to you know great character design uh, and good animation. I know a good animation house because uh, yeah, there were parts of it that reminded me of a Disney cartoon that I, I thought was really cool. Some of the 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 way that they use three D animation along with a lot of two D animation for like the effects, like the smoke and fire and all of that stuff, I thought was really really cool. Um, and I liked, I liked the fact that uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, was in a lot of episodes. I thought the first, uh, the first time we heard him in episode two, I thought that was going to be it. But uh, he comes back in a few different episodes, and he's actually really funny in a lot of them. He's really good. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the animation. I enjoyed the jokes a lot more than I thought I would. And I really like the fact that they got most of the cast, most of the original voices back for the show. And even the ones that uh, are not original. Um, I didn't think anyone was completely way off base. I thought they all sounded pretty close to the original actors. All right, Aubrey, how about you? Um, Like Mark said, I mean, the animation was really well done. I did like how some of the characters kind of intermingled in the other ones. It's not poorly written i do like the the storylines um yeah i mean that that that's really the major points i have is this it it was really well written all right well right off the bat i I gotta tell you guys i love the animation style i know some people have not liked it some people have liked it it's different it's like a weird, like rotoscoped uh, type style, almost looked like a lot like um, those old '40s Superman cartoons. No, uh, it did a little bit in places, especially in the Captain Carter stuff. But uh, I really liked, I really liked the animation. I thought the animation was great. I really liked how nerdy this show was. Like, this is not a show for your mom watched like half of the MCU one time on FX. Like, this is like you're a fucking nerd for MCU shit, and it's like fucking like minute detail yeah. <laughs> about stuff. Um, and I loved that about it, especially I think the uh, Captain Carter one, the first episode was really crazy like that. It was almost like a some at some points shot for shot remake of the first Avenger just with slight changes. And if you've watched that movie enough times and you're a huge enough fan, you're picking that stuff up. Whereas, you know, a normal person who has a life, <laughs> we'll still just see a good show, but they're not picking up on those slight little Easter eggs here and there. So I, I did enjoy that. You guys are right. Also, the voice acting was great. I was surprised that the because I had complained about it in the trailer. I was surprised that, like you said, Mark, even the people that weren't 
the original actors were able to sound just about how they should and fit right in. That was great. Oh. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? And uh, yeah, I, I just I, I enjoyed the episodes. I enjoyed. Uh, that's the best way I can okay. put it. <laughs> Aubrey, what was your favorite episode? Um, I kind of like the Black Panther episode where Black Panther is actually Star Lord. That one had some pretty good humor in it. So I did enjoy that. I loved uh, in that one how everyone knew who Star-Lord was. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't a fuck up as opposed <laughs> to the opposite. It's like, I'm Star-Lord. And they're like, oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marcellus, what was your favorite episode? Actually, yeah, I'm going to agree with Aubrey. That one, the second one, What If T'Challa Was Star-Lord, was my favorite episode. Um, and because they incorporated a lot of different elements to it. Uh, I really like the first one too. I know a lot of people didn't like the Captain Carter one. I really like the Captain Carter one, but it was very much like, okay, we are going to change this one thing, but we're still going to keep it like Captain America only with Peggy Carter. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so they didn't really change that much with the T'Challa one. You know, they, it's like they put a drop in and then a ripple effect just made a more entertaining show. And they still figured out a way to make it like a heist movie. Or a high story towards the end of it, and and also I loved uh, I just loved Chadwick Boseman's performance in that when uh when a collector is like oh I abhor drama and he's like well your outfit will suggest otherwise it cracked me up dude cracked me up so yeah the second one uh, T'Challa Star Lord that was my favorite one because I think it's uh, all around uh, from beginning to end even if you don't watch any of the other episodes I think it's a really solid episode on its own okay. Um, I loved the Captain Carter episode. Uh, that might just be my fetish for a uh, larger sized <laughs> Haley Atwell, but um, you know, I liked that one a lot. Uh, you guys are correct. The T'Challa Star Lord one was great, um, but my favorite was "What If Dot 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 Zombies." Really, <sighs> really, that was my favorite episode of the se- season. So, so I I just thought it was great. It was uh, like a really cool. Um, spin on things i love that kind of like survival horror type stuff and i just thought it was good man i really enjoyed it it had the stakes that i want from a what if where everybody's dying and it was still fun and spider-man was great in it um yeah i I, the zombies was my favorite one i liked uh i like happy with the uh with the little hand gauntlet going blam blam (laughs) every time I, um, i have to send a shout out though to the doctor strange episode that was like depressing as fuck. Yeah. That was super depressing. I was I was gonna mention that in like honorable mentions. Super, super depressing. I I just felt like that was the most like reading the comic what if most of the time back in the day. You know, like something goes wrong, it doesn't go well, and everybody dies. <laughs> See you next month. Um so that that one felt like that. I remember me and Colin were just sitting there after it ended and it was quiet, and I go, Well, that was fucking depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I even like Party Thor. Aubrey, did you like Party Thor? Yeah, that was good. Um, I, but I, you know. I didn't like the Captain America episode, I gotta be honest. Jeez, what? Why? Yeah. It was, I don't know, I didn't didn't really like Haley Atwell. Wow. <gasps> like her, she, she I didn't, was she too, the so. actual voice actor for that? Yeah, I didn't really yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, I didn't really like her voice. It didn't sound right. Hmm. For some reason. Um, and I just didn't really like the the story for it too much. It was like she just, I don't know. 
her need to prove herself annoyed me, but I guess it's also what Steve Rogers does too. So I don't, I don't really know. Well, that just didn't feel right. That's what she did in her TV show. It was all about her trying to prove herself as a woman, you know, in the beginnings of Shield uh, world. Yes, get canceled. Yeah, I didn't watch Agent Carter. Maybe that's why. Yes, the boring show that got canceled. Um, right, but right, right. <laughs> but it, it was cool. To, at least for me, it was cool to see her get the shield and use that use the, the the serum and have fun being a hero. Like she loved being Captain Carter. Like she she took in, in immense joy out of it, and that made me like it even more. I liked her character as a superhero. I thought it worked really well. I was really happy that Captain Marvel was in the Party Thor episode, and I think that was the best we've seen Captain Marvel in the MCU period. (laughs) (laughs) I will agree with you. (laughs) I I thought she was great in that, and it wasn't even Brie Larson, so that's the funny part. But um, yeah, no, I really really liked that episode, too. But of course, with the good must come the bad. So, Marcellus Reagans, what didn't you like about What If? All right, so... Since we're in spoiler territory, um, as the shows go on, like when I because they came out every week and I watched them every week, nothing really like like amazed me or really blew me away, uh, except for episode two. And if someone put a gun to my head and said, yeah, are these episodes connected? I would have said no. (laughs) None of these episodes are connected. They're each standalone. And that's the way that it's supposed to be. So when they started to connect them at the end, it made even the shitty episodes or the ones that I didn't like as much a whole lot better because there was a reason for it. So that being said, the one that I didn't like the most was the Dr. Strange one. What if Dr. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? So he gets into a car accident, the girl dies and he goes and studies the mystic arts for what exactly to mend his broken heart. I don't know that it didn't make sense to me. So yeah, that's the one that I have to put at the bottom of the list of all of those. All right. Uh, Aubrey, what about you? I didn't like um, the Agent Carter episode, and I didn't really like zombies because zombies are boring to me. Um, yeah, they're pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> so it it just the, to get through it was kind of a lot. Uh, the Doctor Strange episode, like I said, is is super depressing. It's not that I didn't like it. It's just a much different vibe than the other ones. It's kind of cool, <laughs> but I didn't really like it. It was kind of rubbish. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, again, I, the animation style is really cool, but I wish that it was not animation, even though I know that's not possible. I just feel like it lost yeah. my attention because it's animation. Mm-hmm. I hear there's a whole bunch of comic books that uh that you could probably read. That I probably would like the comic books a lot better. What was your absolute least favorite episode, Aubrey? Uh, probably Agent Carter. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, I gotta tell you guys, the thing I didn't like the most about it was that it was interconnected. So uh, I was perfectly happy with this as a series of standalone uh, anthology tales. I didn't need it to be connected to each other and tell an overarching story. Um, the story it told didn't seem to make sense what we've already been told, because how could Ultron's infinity stones work in other multiverses? You, you know what I mean? Like any other that that work in other universes, if the infinity stones at the time variance authority didn't work and they said they only work in their own universe, but he was taking them across universes. 
Uh, I do believe they did explain, or they didn't explain it on the show, but I do believe somewhere the internet has an answer for that. I didn't bother looking it up because I didn't care. Because I like seeing Ultron punch uh, the Watcher through different dimensions. (laughs) (laughs) How did Ultron get the Soul Stone? Uh, Wait, which one's the the orange one, right? Um, Yeah, you have to give up something you love to get it. I'm trying to think back. How He killed his multiverse self. Okay. I don't know if that's true. I'm just, <laughs> well, I got to tell you, um, I didn't like it being connected. I, I mean, I liked the story and everything was fine and, and I liked watching it, but I would have been perfectly fine if it wasn't connected. Um, my least favorite episode was when uh, Hank Pym was killing all the Avengers. Yeah. It was just boring and it felt like a really dumb, like nitpicky, like what if type thing. Like, what if, hell yeah, what, what if Agent Carter becomes Captain America is a lot bigger picture what if thing to say than what if, um, you know, Hank Pym kills everybody. Like, that, there wasn't, like, a hook for that for me, and it was just kind of a boring episode. So, really was not feeling that one at all. So. All right, yeah, I, I can kind of see that. But it, 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 it did lend itself to be, like, a murder mystery um, because you didn't know how like how the avengers were gonna die like how how they were being killed off it was almost like an agatha christie mystery and they brought back Liv tyler so or they brought back her character (laughs) it just wasn't done well enough i just i felt like that was the absolute weakest out of all the episodes like i just completely forgettable um and if i hadn't gone back looking through them to be like oh which one did i dislike the most i probably would have forgot it was even part of the season because it didn't even feel like it was hooked in at the end at all well, that's the one that uh, spoilers. Uh, Black Widow gets dropped off at at the the very. No, end. it can't be because everyone he killed all of the. Uh, yeah, he killed oh. all of the Avengers, but there's still Captain America who was frozen in ice, and there's still Captain Marvel who was a beeper call away. So when Black Widow gets dropped off on a Heller carrier, uh, she's with Captain America and Captain Marvel. Oh, all right. I guess it's pretty whack. Uh, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Um, so it's a couple questions now, Aubrey, do you care if this is hooked up to the rest of the MCU at all? No, not at all. Mark Ellis. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I kind of don't want it to be, uh, but I was proven wrong with these episodes being connected to each other. Uh, I think the show works because they're connected. I know Joey, you don't like it. Because they are, but I think the show, the whole show actually works because of them being connected. But I don't know if I want them, I don't know if I want to see Haley Atwell as a live action Captain Carter. I don't think I want that. I wouldn't mind it for like a cameo or something like cute in the background or, you know, if whatever they're hopping around the multiverse in one of these upcoming movies for like five seconds, but I don't need it for an entire movie or anything like that. I could do, I could, I could live without this being connected to the MCU. I'll be honest with you. I know there's no way that's going to happen. Um, but I could live without it. It's fine as a standalone, like animated show. that's fun to watch for, uh, you know, a couple months, but I, I don't need it to be connected. And I, I, like I said before, I didn't even need them to be connected to each other. Um, you know, you watch tales from the crypt back in the day and none of those were connected and they're just single stories. Twilight zone was just single stories. You didn't need, uh, William Shatner off to come off the plane and meet up with, uh, Ron Howard's little kid right. in like the season finale. Like <laughs> you were okay just watching good, good fucking uh, television show. So yeah, but Marvel kind of introduced the world of uh, a cinematic universe. So you know it's kind of their fault. Like they're they're gonna have to do it, not have to, but 
Everyone else is trying to make a cinematic universe, a dark universe, <laughs> uh, for example. So uh, uh, Marvel doing it in an animated form, it makes total sense. All right. Well, that's about all I got for questions on what if. But the main question is, what are you going to give season one out of five with zero being the worst, five being the best? Aubrey, what do you have? We're all on the edge of our seat here. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Oh, it's way higher than I thought you'd go. Excellent. All right. Uh, Markellis, how about you? Yeah, I'm going to give it a four out of five. The one thing I really didn't like, uh, as much as cool as the animation looks, the mouth lip sync aspect, they, I don't think they've quite figured that out yet. Um, so I'm hoping they'll get that better for season two. Uh, but if that was like a little bit more on point, I would probably grade it a little bit higher, but yeah, I think altogether the episodes work. The comedy is hilarious, uh, especially Chris Hemsworth as Thor. He fucking crushes it. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. So you uh, would give this a four out of five just because of Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick Boseman being in it, right? Dude, can't I tell you the the episode where Michael B. Jordan kills T'Challa and then kills Rhodey? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> My heart was like breaking in a thousand pieces. Like, fuck this show. Um, yeah, the fact that they're all in it and they got to do scenes together. Yeah, the show's amazing. But it, I think it I'm only sure, works. I'm sure it was Niagara Falls Frankie Angel <laughs> for you. So I think the show works as a whole, as a nine, as a I don't know, four and a half hour movie. I think it works that way. All right. Except for the part where they didn't air the episode explaining what Gamora was doing. <laughs> and then, you know. And that's season two. We'll save that for season two. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. Um,. I'm going to give it a 3.75 out of 5, and that's my lowest MCU TV show score yet. Um, but it, I don't think it's bad. I don't think this is a bad show, and I'm, I recommend that you check it out. It's just that each episode is its own thing. So while I would be like, zombies, 5 out of 5, I'd be like, uh, murder mystery episode 0 out of 5. Sure. So, you know, it's kind of got to balance out somehow. Um and like I said, I, I don't need this to get up its own ass with connecting to everything else and connecting to each other. Just make some cool episodes. I wish some of them were longer. I'd, I'd take a 45-minute episode about the zombie thing and uh, maybe cut the murder mystery down to zero minutes or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I don't have a problem with them being a little longer. But I, I definitely would recommend it. I think you guys should check it out. But the important thing is what you think about it. So let us know on social media, slide into our DMs if we are getting it wrong or you agree with us about Marvel Studios. What if? Now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up with some recommendations for you guys out there. Aubrey, what should the listeners check out this week? Um, everybody should listen to Squid Game or watch Squid Game. Yeah, I want to watch Squid Game. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Everybody I'm else should watch room. Squid Game. Everyone of the proper age should watch Squid Game. Is what you're <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Squid Game. We'll get back to that in a few minutes. Uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, I would recommend everyone check out Black Widow. It's now streaming on Disney Plus uh, for... Uh, not for 30 bucks, <laughs> just for anyone who has Disney Plus. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, yeah, check out Black Widow. It's entertaining. It has Yelena in it, which is a very big plus. All right. Uh, as for me, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com, where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. 
There are movie reviews. There's comic reviews. There's so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Uh, Adam's just dropped a bunch of new interviews, including some with the casts of uh, some upcoming movies. There's something coming up I can't talk to you about. (laughs) yet because we can't break a non-disclosure agreement but i promise you when it comes out it's fucking awesome (laughs) and you're gonna be blown away um so hold tight on that some of you out there know what i'm talking about some of you don't but i promise you it's really cool so check out our youtube channel for more coming up we got our Patreon, patreon.com backslash so is our podcast where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and more. This month, it's the only place to see and hear our reviews of Star Wars Visions on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we were going to do the Sopranos movie, but none of us have ever watched the Sopranos and it looked boring. So we decided to switch to Aubrey's suggestion, Squid Game. So put on your triangle mask, uh, eat up your honeycomb sugar. And get ready because we're going to review Squid Game exclusively on Patreon. And uh, yeah, that's going to be my recommendation also. (laughs) Me and Aubrey have been watching the same stuff. So check out Squid Game on Netflix. uh, Korean TV show about people playing kids games. uh, And if you lose, you die. Uh, Try to keep as spoiler-free as possible and check it out. It's great. So that is that. Next week, we're going to be talking about Halloween Kills. Aubrey, you're not going to be here. We're not going to allow you to. Um, And we'll have a special guest helping us out. Thank goodness. So that is going to do it for episode number 375 in a row of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litch. So long, and thanks for all the fish. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. What if Mark said no to being on a podcast? Hmm. Uh, everybody have a great week and Wakanda forever. <laughs> One question changes everything. <laughs> what if we never watched Xanadu that time? <laughs> Where would we be right now? (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Good journey.